0: Hey, how you folks doing? Welcome back to Running By My Lawyer. I'm super excited. Today, we're going to talk Britney Spears. And uh, you could learn all about the law straight from Britney Spears's lawsuits. And there's been many of them. So today, we're going to talk copyright law, custody issues, uh, personal injury, criminal law, conservatorship. And by the way, the conservatorship case is a very small one compared to all the other cases that she's been involved in. Uh, so as my goal is to teach the law through this show and to do it hopefully in an entertaining and comedic fashion, to the point where we're just having a great time and the fact that you're gonna learn the law is kind of a a side, uh, a side benefit, so to speak. Uh, first, I'll uh, talk about the, you know what's going on in the world today. People are complaining about the gas prices which makes sense. In San Diego, it's almost up to $8 a gallon. I can see why everyone's upset, especially because the big oil companies are making crazy amount of profits. Um, The economy is down and uh, the oil companies this year today, all of their prices have been going up for the big company and their stock prices are going up. Their profits are going up. Um, It's just incredible. Exxon, Chevron, they're all... All of those stockholders are super happy because they're making so much more money and the stock is going up while the gas prices are going up. So it's not Russia. It's not this uh, supply issue. It's there's more to it. And a lot of it is just they're they're just pocketing more profits. Let's now talk the law. Um, Now, the reason why Britney Spears, it's a entertaining subject and uh, she has been involved in so many lawsuits and so many legal issues that I want to take it some time to kind of teach the law through Britney Spears. Okay. Um, So the first order of business in 2003, there was an interesting lawsuit. It was a copyright case. Um, All of these famous musicians, sooner or later they get sued for copyright infringement. It's almost always the case. So she had a song uh, earlier this century, okay, about 20 years ago. It was called, What You See Is What You Get. And there was a previous song, okay, by the the people that sued her. uh, And that song was also entitled, What You See Is What You Get. So both songs are called, What You See Is What You Get, right? Now, the first thing I want to explain about copyright law and when it comes to music and movies and shows is that the actual title is not copyrightable, all right, so like the titles to a movie, the titles to, to songs, things like that are ordinarily not copyrightable, it's very hard to, um, you know, prove that that should be copyrighted, the reasoning is because we don't, the law doesn't want titles to be out of uh, circulation, okay, so, you know, you could, you can call a movie Star Wars if you want. Um, sometimes there's like a rare exceptions if there's some sort of like ongoing series, uh, or something like that. So occasion, like it, it's really difficult, but there's like in the law, every time a lawyer says this is the absolute rule, then there's always, uh, exceptions to that. Um, in this particular lawsuit against Britney Spears, she won, uh, she won that lawsuit and she won in what's called a motion for summary judgment, meaning The judge dismissed the plaintiff's case without even having a trial. So there was no jury. uh, There was no trial. The judge just dismissed the case uh, in what's called a motion for summary judgment, meaning it was dismissed before a trial could even happen. And what the court said is there was some similarities between the two songs, but it wasn't enough to cross the line. All right. Now. Uh, it's always a funny, it's, you know, what is crossing the line? Like my joke here is kind of like, you know, um, if somebody watches pornography, <laughs> is that cheating? No, that's not, uh, you know, <laughs> that doesn't cross the line. You know, if somebody does, you know, call somebody or whatever, it's, it's like, you, it's hard to define when that line is crossed. Okay. And it, especially in music, it's hard to define when that line is crossed. Um, and so in the copyright law, you're allowed to do a little bit of what's called sampling. So you can kind of like take a melody. You can kind of take some lyrics. You can kind of use a little bit. But if you go overboard and what is overboard is whatever a judge and jury says is overboard. If you go a little too overboard, then you can get dinged for copyright infringement. My favorite example is vanilla ice, all right? In this song. Yo, VIP, let's kick it. Ice, ice, baby. Sounds a lot like the uh, Under Pressure song, all right? And if you listen to this for a couple seconds. Right. As you can hear, it's a lot of like that one definitely crossed the line. Although Vanilla Ice is one heck of a good uh, attorney himself. He said, and I quote, he said something like rap music is sampling and people who don't understand rap music, they say, well, he borrows this or steals this rap music. Every. Major rap artist in the world samples music. Ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding, ding ding ding. That's the way theirs goes. Ours goes ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding. That little bitty change, right? So that was a defense that would not have worked, and and so he settled that case by paying Queen copyright license holders a lot of money. All right, now for the next order of business in Britney Spears's life. In 2004, she got married to Kevin Federline. Uh, and so that was in 2004. They had two boys. Okay. And then in 2006, so two years, it was about two, two and a half years later, they start having marital um, problems and then they split up. Okay. And then filed for divorce. Now in California. This is going to get very hectic. Actually, people blame California, but it's almost in every state, okay? The, the divorce law gets complicated, especially when you have children, okay? And the first complication here is this. the One of the first things that the you know, her husband did is he filed a motion to have Britney Spears pay for his legal fees throughout the case, all right? This is one crazy part about California family law. There's a family code section. It's family code section 2030. And it says this. It says if one party makes a lot more money than the other party, then the party making more money, the higher earning spouse, has to pay the legal fees for the other spouse. Okay. This has upset a lot of my clients uh, because in a divorce, which is pretty crazy because they're kind of so a lot of times people get divorced because they're having all these financial issues. Then uh, the real bad news for the spouse making a lot more money is that that spouse is going to have to pay the legal fees for the other spouse's lawyer. Um, and it always causes more tension. And in a lot of lawyers opinions, it kind of drives up the amount of litigation um, because they, you know, they get free legal fees <laughs> from Britney Spears. So I don't know. It's a little conspiracy theory in my opinion, but I do have this joke about family law lawyers. A client walks into a divorce lawyer's office and says, you know, I'm getting a divorce. Uh, How much is it going to cost? And the divorce attorney looks at him and says, well, that depends. How much money do you have? (laughs) That's how it is in divorce law. Divorces can be solved. It's so crazy. Listen, listen, just, just hear me out for a second. This has been my experience. Somehow, when you have divorces with with couples that don't have that much money, somehow it gets resolved kind of quickly with the lawyers. Okay, and then when you have divorces with parties that have a lot of money, somehow they get dragged out a little bit more. Okay, so anyway, that's just uh, how I've seen it. So uh, now we go back to our friend Britney Spears here. Okay, so he files that motion and he gets it. I mean, he's gonna have Britney Spears pay for his legal fees. Right. Because he doesn't make the kind of money that Brittany does. Now, on the flip side, the reason why that's the case is because they say that, well, it's going to be unfair to the to the less earning spouse, because then, you know, he or she could get steamrolled by the higher earning spouse is uh, attorneys. You know, so that's why to try to uh, level the playing field. They, they have this rule in California that the higher earning spouse then pays the legal fees for the other spouse. The big issue in their case was the custody of their two boys, okay? And god, just like any other lawyer, I hate seeing custody battles. It's really sad. It's like these two parents, you know, they 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 couldn't agree. And when you can't agree on how you're going to raise your kids, then the court gets involved, okay? So, originally what happened was, you know, Britney Spears, she was she was having some issues in 2006 and 2007, um and it got really bad. I mean, things like you know her even her own bodyguards were testifying against her saying she drinks too much she uses too much drugs even when the kids are around she's you know uh just an unfit parent um you know and then there was other people making the same declarations so originally uh the father had more custody of the kids and then things got really bad for Britney Spears in 2006 and 2007 uh at one point When she wasn't allowed to take the kids out of the county, she left and just like jolted out to Las Vegas with the kids. All right. Uh, Against the court order, uh, which is never, ever a good idea. That's rule number one. Uh, And then it got even worse. There was one photographer that was trying to take pictures of of Britney Spears and the kids in Las Vegas and her own bodyguard like beat the crap out of a photographer. Um, And then they got sued for that. Now, I always tell people, don't ever get in a fight with a photographer because the photographer is going to have really good evidence, right? (laughs) Because he's taking pictures or video. Okay, so the last person you want to beat up is a photographer. Uh, And that's what her bodyguard did. And what really sucks is because it's her bodyguard, uh, here's a little tort law uh, that you could pick up from here. She's responsible for what her bodyguard does. Okay, because she hired him. He's protecting her. So he is her agent, okay? Uh, and she's responsible for it. So he beats up this photographer. The photographer can and did go after Britney Spears, okay? So anyhow, back to the family law case that obviously hurt her case a lot. And then just to make it worse, she got into a criminal issue then in 2007, a hit and run. She was dry. She has as... Uh, wealthy as she is, she's going around driving her own car and she was doing it when her license was already suspended for other reasons and then she hit another car and just fled the scene. How do we know this? Because paparazzi was following her. So they took footage of it. They took footage of her hitting the car and jolting off. All right? Uh, So that was a criminal case. And yes, all of those photos and videos are all admissible, admissible meaning, being that in her criminal case, it could be put into evidence. And it's like, is that you? Isn't that you driving? Isn't that you hitting the car? Isn't that you fleeting, uh, fleeting, fleeing the scene, you know, all of it being evidence against her. Um, so then when that happened, her ex-husband filed for and prevailed in getting full custody of the boys. Okay. And that has gotta be, it's the worst thing for a parent, right? To lose custody of the kids and then the other parent having custody. And it was so bad that originally for her to see her own kids, they had to be supervised visits. okay? Now, supervised visits, there's two types of supervised visits. And one of them is the supervision could be like a you know, a family member or a mutual friend you know, or, you know, a grandparent or something that's just kind of has to be there as well. Right. That is a supervised visit. The next level up, which is a miserable level up, is what's called professional super visitation. There are these companies that get paid a lot of money to professionally supervise, you know, uh, parents with their kids. And if it's court order, that's the only way then the, the parent can see the kid. Um, those professional super visitations, the way I like to explain it to people, it's kind of like see like the kid and dad or kid and mom, whatever, seeing the parent in jail. <laughs> like it's like professional super visitation, you know, that's kind of how it is. It's, you know, somebody's there looking and it's a stranger and it's like being videotaped and you can't talk a different language. Um, and then they're like taking notes so that it could be there and, you know, in a, in a later court hearing, it's a miserable situation. Originally for Brittany, it was non-professional, uh, super visitation. So it wasn't like that higher, higher stepped up. Okay. Um, I wish I had better news. And then Brittany kept getting into more issues there. She one time, and it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was right after a court hearing. She's, she's leaving the court and guess what? There's all these photographers everywhere. <laughs> right taking pictures of her um so she's trying to get out of there and she ran over a photographer's foot right who <laughs> was trying to take pictures of her what did i say don't beat up and i guess now don't run over photographer's feet right so she ran him over and injured this guy um frankly i have a that case did not go to a judge and jury was settled kind of like uh quickly I think, what do you folks think? If I was on a jury and a photographer said, yeah, I was following her around and I was taking pictures of her and I was standing right by her car when she wanted to leave, but I didn't want to leave because I wanted to take more pictures of her. If I was on the jury, I'd say, you know what? You should get zero. All right. Just leave her alone, damn it. Or take pictures from far. You know, she's trying to leave. Just just like let her go. Anyway, uh, it didn't go to a judge and jury. I, I am curious to see what happened, but that evidence was in then, you know, it's all things that the judge can look at when deciding uh, the things with, with custody. So she's having a really miserable time in her custody case, okay? Uh, then she got in another lawsuit, okay? So more copyright cases here. Uh, she had a music video where she, uh, you know, she sported her Hummer, Car right, uh, so she had this Hummer and it was like painted. It was decked out in pink and silver, uh, and and then in it she had this counterfeit Louis Vuitton upholstery. All right, I, I I don't know if that's a thing or not with the with the big shots, but she had this counterfeit Louis Vuitton upholstery, and it was featured in the freaking music video. And then Louis Vuitton sued Britney Spears. All right. So now here's a little bit more copyright, uh, as I'm saying, I want to teach the law through professor, law professor, Britney Spears. In terms of copyright law, you can, okay, in in every movie you'll watch or every music video, you'll see items, right? And you'll see logos and you'll see things in movies. So there's a line here in terms of when it is allowed to be in a movie And, uh, when it crosses the line into copyright infringement. Okay. So if something's in a video and there's, you know, like some sort of utility for the object, then it's more, then it's, then it has a lot more leeway. Like for example, if, if you look at this microphone that we're using, right. That we need to use. I mean, if you zoom in or, you know, you look at it, you could maybe figure out the logos. You could see it. You could see what kind of microphone it is. And, and if it's like specially designed or whatnot, Um, so we are using, you know, their copyrights, but it's fair use and we wouldn't get sued because we're using it. There's a utility behind it. Right. And we're not kind of, uh, like, you know, uh, like some sort of like featuring it or doing something overboard with it. All right. Or, or if like, if you zoom in and you get like the logo of the watch someone's wearing or the pen that they're using, if they're using it in the movie or if they're driving it. It, you know, things like that. That's why uh, in her video, probably if she's driving around and whatnot and it's in the music video, Hummer uh, wouldn't be able to sue her because, it, you know, there's like a utility in then using the cars. Can you imagine you can't use cars and movies and whatnot? Right. So all of that is allowed. What crosses the line is then when you have you're featuring something that has no utility and you and it's more than just like some sort of incidental like, oh, we the camera like brushed by it. If it's being featured and there's no real utility, um, then you have to get the permission of that entity, right? So she was using Louis Vuitton uh, copyrights and and trademarks and pictures and things like that in her video. um, And there was no utility to it just just so she could look cool or whatnot. Uh, That would cross the line. And then certainly, just to make things worse, it was counterfeit. It was fake. You know, what is this? movie star doing having fake Louis Vuitton's like my freaking cousin Freddie here. <laughs> you know what the heck, dude? Uh no need for that. So all of that was certainly crossing the line. It was so bad that they tried pressing criminal charges for against her for using it. So that okay, that's a little overboard. <laughs> all right. What well, it didn't rise to the criminal element. A criminal element would be If you take movies and you, you know, copy like a thousand DVDs or something or hundreds of thousands of DVDs, you know, then you're kind of, you know, or you have like a, like a t-shirt of a sports team and you use those logos and you keep making the jerseys and they're not licensed and you do like thousands and thousands of them, then you can cross the copyright line into, okay, you're going to be liable civilly. And then you cross into the criminal liability so her case didn't go that far, all right? But it was a civil violation, and she had to pay Louis Vuitton, ended up having to pay them a lot of money, all right? Um. Then in 2008, she gets into more issues with her custody case, okay? Here, and this was this one is a criminal issue. So there's a court order that, you know, she had, like, supervised visitations and that, you know, let's say... Uh, the visitation schedule was Sunday afternoon until the next, you know, Monday morning, for example, right? And then on Monday at noon, you know, uh, her husband can come pick up the kids. So there was an incident in early 2008 where it was the husband's time to pick up the kids and she wouldn't give him the freaking kids, okay? That is a big no-no when you violate that type of order. He calls the police. The police went to her house to pick up the kids. Uh, Obviously, a freaking nightmare situation for kids to have. Right. And those type of things, let me tell you right now, judges don't like it. Okay. That is the worst thing to do. If you're in a custody battle is have, you know, do something so egregious where police have to get involved. All right. Uh, a little bit after that, there was an, in, there was a, a, emergency psychiatric hold. Of Britney Spears in early 2008. So let me explain this one. If police or friends think that somebody is in danger of hurting themselves or hurting others, they, uh, the police, you know, they could hold somebody, and they could arrest them uh, for not even committing a crime, just because they're, you know, a danger to themselves or potentially a danger to other people. They can arrest them and then put them in an emergency three-day hold against their will, all right? They call it the 5150 hold, okay? That's the, the statute section, uh, 5150. And uh, and they can hold them. Now, I learned this law. I was, a, I, okay, let me tell you how I learned about this law. It was like one year after I graduated law school. No, 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 it wasn't me that they had to put on a hold, okay? What happened was this, uh, it was a friend of a friend of mine, right? This lady calls me, She's like, ah, I was at home and, and the police came and I didn't do anything wrong. And I was, you know, they, they said I was drinking and then they just arrested me. And then they put me in a psychiatric hospital for three days. And I kept saying, I want to go. And they refused to let me go. And I mistakenly thought, I'm like, whoa, this is the biggest deal ever. This is like a multimillion dollar lawsuit. How could they do that? And then after researching the law for about 20 minutes, I realized, oh my God, That's allowed. (laughs) An emergency hold is allowed for up to three days. So they put her on this emergency hold for three days. Uh, Then there is a law that is they can keep somebody longer than three days against their will in a psychiatric hospital. If after the first three days they get this emergency ruling from a court that extends it. And the first extension could be up to two weeks. Okay. So they did that. All right. They go to the judge in an emergency order saying, Brittany is so uh, out of it right now that we against her will, we want to keep her from three days to another two weeks after that. (coughs) It was so bad that the judge said, okay, that is fine. Let is let's hold her. Against her will for another two weeks. All right. And from this is where the conservatorship started. All right. Uh, her dad steps in. Her dad was kind of not very involved in her life, <laughs> you know, uh, but he was when he wanted to get a conservatorship. And in 2008, when she was going through all these problems and and you know being held against her will and uh, you know uh, losing custody of her kids, having police come after her, having all these criminal cases, he files a petition in court to uh, to get this conservatorship. Okay, and his position was that she she has tens of millions of dollars. She had a friend at the time named Sam Lufti or Luftai, and he was. Uh, he was kind of crazy and, and there was allegations that he was stealing her money and that he was drugging her and like making these weird choices for her. And at one point in the custody case, somebody was trying to serve him with a subpoena so that, he, you know, they can get his testimony in terms of the custody case. And like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, he like ran over the, the process server, or he like hit him with a car or something like that. Uh, it was obviously not a good idea. Right. So um, anyway, so they then uh, that is where the conservatorship happens. So it's in two thousand and eight. Uh, Brittany's going through all these like you know all these issues, right? And then the dad files this this uh, emergency kind of uh, petition asking the court to create this conservatorship. Now let me tell you what that is. It's actually very rare. Um, the conservatorship basically happens for if there's an adult that can't take care of him or herself, all right? So if the adult, uh, you know, it's like a special needs situation or the person has uh, like a lot of like, you know, some sort of mental issues going on uh, and they can't take care of their own like financial and legal affairs type of thing or their medical um, affairs, then the court could grant a conservatorship where somebody else has that power over the person, okay? Like I said, it's very rare uh, and it's especially hard if the adult doesn't want to do it, you know, like it's like if she's challenging it or if she's, you know, saying, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. But he he asked for it in 2008 and the court awarded it. Right. And as we know from recent times, for her to have gotten out of that conservatorship, she wanted to get out of it, you know, very you know, recently after that. But she couldn't. And then uh, she, she tried a couple of times. She wasn't able to do it. Uh, and it took all the way, like 13 years later, okay, it was just recently, it was uh, like very, very recently that she was able to get out of it. So she was eventually, like 13 or 14 years later, able to convince the court that she's not, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? This is where, they, what was it called? The free Britney, right? All these people like, oh, just free her from her dad's control. This is how it all began. So it wasn't until 13 years later that she convinced the court, okay, she's uh, able to understand what's going on. She's able to now hire the right professionals around her to uh, help her manage her legal and financial affairs and, uh, you know, this and that. And then she finally, a judge, awarded her kind of uh, her own, uh, what's it called, power over her own legal and financial affairs, okay, um, and she she did that by like I said, convincing the court that she could handle it, convincing the court that she has now the right people around her, not these crazy people like this Sam Lufti uh, things like that, right? So she was able to end that conservatorship. Then she got remarried. <laughs> okay, this is she she had a few marriages. One with the Kevin Federline, her the dad of her kids. Then she had another marriage a long time ago. It was like for three days. Uh, she got married to someone for three days, was like a friend of hers and that guy ended up going bonkers. All right. For example, in her wedding this past month in 2022, that guy, uh, his name is Jason Alexander. He, he doesn't, he was uninvited. He just kind of, he just crashed the wedding. Here's inside scoop guys at the bullshit wedding, Jason Alexander, what's up, you love roses? Who are you? It, Michael. Jason. First husband here to crash it. First husband wow. here to crash it. And he did it very abruptly. He did it very uh, obnoxiously. And uh, you know, they they beat him up, like the security guards like tackled him and, and and like forced him out of there. They called the police. The police realized he had um, you know, some sort of other criminal issues, so they arrested him. And now she has a restraining order, restraining order against him. Uh for you know showing up to her house unannounced, <laughs> right? Um, so anyway, then uh in this current marriage, then the next order of business is the prenuptial agreement. All right, the prenup. Uh she, according to all sources or a lot of sources close to them, she and her current husband have what's called a prenuptial agreement. And this is the perfect time. To explain, you know, the law from Professor Britney Spears. Okay. What the heck is a prenup and why do we, why do people need it? Why do people want it? Things like that. Okay. Let me explain California community rights law. Um, did I say community rights? Community property rights law. Okay. In California, when a couple is married, then any money that either spouse makes is considered community money. So, from the date of the marriage, let's say the marriage was June 1, 2022, okay? So anything after June 1, 2022, anything that Brittany makes, any any money she makes, is half his, okay? Now, one misconception people think is that once they get married, everything she has is half his. That is not accurate. The California community Community Property Law is that at the time of marriage, anything that she had before she got married is her separate property, okay? Anything she earns after the first day they get married is then community property, okay? So she makes a lot of money, you know, with the music videos with um you know her she has, you know, like different things that that sponsor her and like, she has like different accounts and, you know, she's bringing freaking Spears, right? Okay. So she makes a lot of money. So the day they get married, all that money she makes is going to be half his. So she, that's the law in California. It's also the law that you can get an agreement to, I guess you could say, opt out of that. Okay. So that's the, let's call it the default rule. The default rule is that anything she makes is half his. Then If they work an agreement out where they both sign it, um, then she could opt out of that. So what she did, my gut feeling, okay, is that she, uh, because unfortunately they wouldn't send me the prenup agreement. I'd love to read it right here, but it's it's obviously confidential. Uh, But what they do in these circumstances is that there's an agreement that her now husband signed that said anything Britney Spears makes after the date of the wedding is 100% her money. Okay. And anything her husband makes is 100% his money. Okay. Uh, Sam Asgiri, uh, yeah, I hope I pronounce his name right. So he's, you know, he doesn't make Britney Spears money. He's a personal trainer. He's much younger than a, her. He's not a musician like her, you know, although a lot of people say she's not a musician. She is. Okay. Um, so he makes a lot. Well, uh, she, she's a good singer. She's very popular. I don't know if that qualifies. But um, so he doesn't make the kind of money she makes, right? So that prenuptial agreement then is that everything she makes is hers and anything he makes is his. So that would be very advantageous to her so that in the, uh, prospect that, you know, if they get divorced later or they separate or whatever it is, he doesn't have a claim for everything she made, you know, after they got married. Okay. Um, another thing, California law is let's say, so they got married, um, uh, let's say June one, 2022, uh, let's say five years from now they get a divorce. Okay, uh, there is this California law. It used to be called alimony, and then the the terminology got changed to spousal support. Uh, I have no idea why, other than it was just a uh, like public relations thing. Like I think uh, the law, you know, they said ah, alimony sounds bad, so let's call it spousal support, where you know one one spouse supports the other spouse. Okay, so the law in California is that in a divorce, um, let me see, I'm trying to say this kind of diplomatically or correctly, but uh, I'm, I keep thinking of my my former clients that would always complain about this, right? They're like in my head yelling at me. Uh, what happens is the spouse that earns more money has to pay a ton of it to the spouse that makes less money. All right, um, It's it's pretty egregious, I gotta say, in the sense that, I've had a lot of clients like after spouse, after they had to pay spousal support um, and if there was trial support too, it was like the other party was then making a lot more money than the party that makes more money. All right. So anyway, that's the default California rule. It's called spousal support. Um, and it is a lot, right? So that's, that is the default. And um, look, a lot of times the, the the reasoning for the law was that, you know, in in a lot of cases, there would be a marriage, and then let's say one spouse, you know, back in the days, they typically the wife, right, would take care of the kids, and the other spouse, let's say the husband, for example, and back in the old, you know, or like the the stereotypical case or whatever, is that that he would go and he would advance his career. So they get divorced like 25 years later. They had three kids, and she her career was given up to you know while his career flourished. That's the theory behind spousal support. So it's like okay. Well, then it's only fair that after the divorce that, uh, you know, that he would be paying her spousal support so she could then, you know, get her career back in line and get back on her feet and things like that. So that's the, that's the theory behind spousal support. Uh, So in this particular case, if they get married today and they get divorced five years later, and even if they have no kids, then she would be paying him a ton of spousal support. The rule of thumb is that she'd be paying him a ton of spousal support for about half of the time of the marriage. So if they were married for five years, for about two and a half years, she'd be paying him a ton of spousal support. Um, the prenuptial agreement that they signed will say that in the event that they get divorced, there is no spousal support for either party. Zero zilch, nothing, nada. All right. That is generally enforceable. Okay. So meaning like if they do get divorced, he can't say to the court, oh, that's so unfair. I want spousal support. As long as they have a very good prenuptial agreement that like like spells this out, right? And he understood it and he had his own lawyer review it and things like that. Then in the event of a divorce, they cannot get a, um, what's it called? He cannot get spousal support. And other things that a good prenuptial agreement would have is that in the event of a divorce, they uh she doesn't have to pay his legal fees <laughs> right i'm sure she wish she had that with her you know the marriage of the the with mr Federaline, line right so in the event that they get a divorce they uh she he can't ask her to pay his legal fees he has to pay his own legal fees okay that would also be enforceable the only thing or the biggest thing in a prenuptial agreement that would not be enforceable would be in the event they have children, um, you know, they could, they could not, who knows. But in the event that they have children, then um, it's not enforceable that something would restrict how much money the child support would be. Or or if they have something and they're saying if they have kids, the the dad will take care of them, the mom will take care of them, whatever it is. Anything relating to kids are not enforceable for the most part. For a few reasons. One, because they're kids and we want to protect them. The other reason is they're not even born yet, <laughs> right? So they're not a party to the pre agreement. So it would be unfair to uh, retroactively make them a party to this agreement they weren't even born into or they weren't even born at the time. So anything relating to kids would not be enforceable uh, for the most part. Um Now comes a time where I say, let's take take bets. How long are they going to get married? I have faith in Britney Spears. I think it'll be a good marriage. Uh, God bless her. I like her, especially because she was the subject of today's episode, the law, as per law professor Britney Spears. (laughs) All right. Um, I got this idea because somebody ran by me all of the Britney Spears questions and someone asked me about the marriage and the prenuptial agreement. And then I said, whoa, I'm glad you ran that by me so I could talk about the law per Britney Spears. (laughs) All right. Keep me coming with the questions, my friends. I love to hear them. I love to see them. And I'll see you next week. I'll run it by my lawyer.